Kyle. Hi, Nick. Are, are you excited to discuss the, the continued adventures of our favorite nerds whose lives that we're going to become intimately familiar with? I mean, favorite is a very specific word that actually has a, you know, a specific meaning. Name name other another group of nerds you prefer. Anyone, the guy on Community, uh... You can't even name the guy on Community. I'm pretty sure it's Abed, but that was like, that would be All a right racist on. name for that character. But then I remember, no, it's just his name. His name is Abed. And he's based on a guy named Abed, so it's not actually racist at all. I think we've revealed more about your uh, weird, reversed, racist inclinations. Well, no, I just keep, th- yeah, I keep worrying that I'm trying to be a good cultural critic about television. And, oh God, I'm just going to shut up now. Yeah, well, oh, oh, we're already in the soup. So... This is our fun show about the Big Bang Theory, which I think we've cleverly decided to call the Big Bang Theory Theory. You know, Troy Whoa. is also a good nerd on Community. I just wanted to throw that out there. But he's the jock character. I mean, he's, he's lovable. He's totally a nerd, too, though, I think at heart. I guess that's fair. I mean, I, I think it would probably be impossible to like extract the inner nerdiness from Donald Glover. Definitely. Anyway, the Big Bang Theory Theory, people! Yay! Uh, and so what we do on this show is we are watching through the entire catalog of the Big Bang Theory and trying to figure out uh, how it is that us, as pretty standard typical nerds, uh, will come to understand why the larger public uh, loves this show so much. Anywho, so we have made it now to episode three, and... I think that this one was a lot of fun because there's a whole bunch of weird stuff going on. Uh, but the, the very, very basics of it are that Leonard is finally getting sort of serious about wanting to ask neighbor Penny on a date after after his poor little gets heartbroken by, by stepping outside his apartment to see her, her making out with some bro dude. Do you have any initial thoughts on that? There's there's something in there that I have to bring up, but I don't want to jump in too much here. I bet I know what it is, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Leonard is going to go out to speak to Penny, and I think it's Sheldon reminds him, like, hey, don't forget to bring that the mail you've been stealing from her so you have an excuse to go talk to her to return it, you fucking spooky monster man. And that's another laugh yeah. on the laugh track. Oh, look, Leonard's stalking a woman and committing a federal offense while he's at it. What a bunch of lovable goofballs. Like, and the, so he, he steps outside and he, he sees Penny having a smooch with some surfer bro. And he's very obviously made out to be, like, just a really dumb surf. Like, he's very much like, oh, hey, good to meet you, brah. Yes, and this is, a, this is another joke in the episodes. Leonard apparently can't say the word bro. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it's like... Whatever negative way that they want to try to portray this other dude, like he does look like a douche. He's not stalking a woman and stealing no. her mail. He did not. Like, presumably, however, he met her did not involve a Machiavellian contrivance to continue to win her affection and continued presence. Yeah, yeah. Gross, 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 gross. Uh, anyway, they have a pretty boring ineffective non-essential conversation before he comes Although, back in. yeah, oh. she does specifically say, oh, I should talk to the mailman about why my mail gets oh, yeah. misplaced. No, 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 don't do that. But he said they get slappy or something? No, he said postal workers have a, they, I, I think he references the fact that in 2006, like, postal workers were the poster childs of, like, going crazy and hurting people and shootings and stuff way back before it was just white men. 
postal worker comments aside, I think it's the next morning. Uh, Leonard's looking down, and Sheldon is sort of trying to console him in the most Sheldon way, of course, by talking about how incredibly impossible it is that he would ever date her in the first place. But the most important thing to remember is, and I was thinking in my head, like, he just told Sheldon that Penny rejected him, which isn't true because she has no interest one way or the other. He didn't ask her out or anything. So there's no rejection. And then Sheldon jumps in to say, well, she never actually rejected you because he didn't ask her out. It's like, oh, Sheldon, I don't want to be on this level with you again. Yes. I don't like relating Stop being to you. The, Stop being the voice of reason, Sheldon. Yeah. Um, no, you're cutting out, like, the whole, because before that, he decides he's going to start looking at other women who are more in his league. But do you have anything you want to say about the the other candidates? Well, yeah, I mean, just there's that whole weird scene in the laboratory, which is not oh, how that's people... That's what I want to get to. That's okay. my favorite part of the episode. I'm very excited about that part. <laughs> okay. All right. So are... just just to be clear, what happens is for whatever, I mean, he's all, Leonard's all depressed. And uh, Sheldon, one of the things he says is, I think, basically, like, this is why you need to not go crazy for people who are clearly out of your league and aim for someone who is reasonable. Although, obviously, they disagree about who that might be. Yeah, yeah. But then Leonard's like, oh, I have an idea. I'm going to ask Leslie Winkle out. He goes to the lab to uh, meet with Leslie, who is trying to figure out how quickly she can heat her cup of noodles with uh, laser. And it's adorable. And he asks her out in the most obnoxious, jargony way, because... This show is sticking with its theme of um, nerdy or smart people do not remember how to speak like humans. At some point, your your brain gets so filled with some sort of specific knowledge that you just don't remember the basics of human communication. And so everything they have to talk about is set up as if it's going to be some sort of experiment. Like, like hypothetically, let's say that we were to uh, engage in this social process and we were to... To determine whether or not our, our uh, biochemical reactions were sufficient as to merit a, a kiss at the end of the night. Like that whole thing. Yeah, you know what it's like now that I think about it? You know the character? It mo- it's like everybody on this show is Data from Star Trek. Another nerd reference. I'm sorry, guys. So anyway, Data, who is, who is an actual robot, who understandably relates to things like, you know, who would go backwards into this. So he would go, what is kissing? And then someone would be like, Oh, it's an interaction where two people press their lips together. And he might adorably say to the next woman who he encounters, would you like to engage in an experiment where we press our lips together to see if there's a, you know, a chemical, a neurological no, reaction yeah. in our brains? But this is just how everyone in the Big Bang Theory just apparently relates to each other all the time. You are being too harsh to data because on the one hand, uh, I mean, he's not above straight up talking about his dick, referring to it as fully functional. Which, by the way, there's a uh, uh, captured. There's this band I love, Captured by Robots, and they had a whole Star Trek album, and one song was called uh, "Data's Fully Functional," and I think the chorus to it was "Data's Nine Inches of Logic Are Going to Rock Your Pussy Chaotic." Um, good band. That is a great line. And also, again, with Data's sexiness in First Contact, where sexy Borg lady is like, "I gave you skin data, and I'm just going to." to blow on it and let you feel enticed like are you willing to sell out your entire crew 
for for good fuck sensations. But anyway, they talk about like that. But here's the thing I like about this. Here's the thing I love so much is Leslie. Uh, she's like in 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 all of her jargonistic terms. She says, "Let's cut to the chase. Just kiss me, and then I'll decide if I want to fuck you, and we'll go from there." She doesn't want the date. She doesn't want any of the bullshit. And I want the whole show to be about Leslie. She's <laughs> great because she's 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 forward about it. She's not mean or anything. Um, and it doesn't work. It's uh, they she they kiss. And uh, she says, well, that was good, but I have to tell you that it didn't feel any arousal. And Leonard's a little hurt, like, none. She's like, none. But, man, she's so not shitty about it. She knows what she wants. She knows how to get it. I want a show about Leslie. Sounds Uh, like you want a date with Leslie is what it sounds like to me. No, I know it wouldn't work out already. I know. I'm I'm not even, I'm not going to get into it. Leslie's, she's too good and pure for me. Ah, I'm mad. I'm mad because she is fun, and I hope she comes back later, because she's by far the most likable person that's been on this show. So it doesn't work out with Leonard. His, his smooch does not, and in, in, in flare the, the, the lust of this, this woman who heats cup and noodles with a laser. Sad, poor Leonard. Then the, the fun thing about the dating happens where Sheldon kills it again. Leonard schemes again. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's not, can we just, nothing else that happens in this episode, I feel like, after he decides to ask her out is very interesting, because he goes, he says, hey, you want to grab dinner? She says yes. Turns out, she thinks, actually, totally understandably, he's asking her, like the 10,000 other times that he has apparently asked her to come eat dinner with them. He's like, oh yeah, sure, that's totally what I meant, because he's apparently embarrassed to clarify, no, I just meant we should go on a date so he manipulates her basically into going out to dinner just with him on the premise that actually the rest of them will be there which is another thing that if happened in real life would be probably really uncool and awkward for everyone involved and you would see through it i feel like if you were a woman like the second you got there and it was just the dude you'd be like oh i see i got i got played well if, if you weren't a woman specifically who is penny who i think again establishes how badly she needs constant uh, contact and uh, affirmation because she describes to him during the date her whole process that she broke up with, I think his name is Kurt or whatever, muscly football man and not football player, just a man who looks like he's made of footballs. And that's how she uh, ended up with the guy she's making out with the beginning of the episode is whenever she leaves one relationship, she just has to go and fuck somebody for 36 hours straight. Yes, over a weekend. Yeah, over a weekend. She just, there's no way around it. It's what she always does. She just has to go out there and then bang out her emotions and how that's just what this guy is. I I don't really, I, like, I keep wondering if he's ever actually, like, normally if a character like Leonard is a virgin, they keep bringing it up over and over again. But it's also really hard to imagine him ever having had sex with anyone in his life. So, yeah. with the way he talks about it. I don't know. He, he, he and Sheldon probably, like, Stick their dicks between each other's thighs. I bet. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh! Why would you put that in my head? Why not? Sheldon is like a very I have sleek, to live with looking person. Oh, you don't have to live with anything. All right. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think like it's not. It's not terrible. Like it's just the dudes love each other, and it doesn't have to be love. It can just be fun, physical fun. Thirty-six hours over a weekend, fun. Uh, that's all 
I don't even. Anyway, Leonard bangs his head. The date ends. Penny asks him at the end, was this a date? And Leonard goes, no, this wasn't a date. Because if this were a date, you'd know you'd been dated. Which is as awkward. Oh, he states it like it's a threat. (laughs) He says, well, women know when I've dated them. Capital D, date. That's, what? Oh my god, no, we've already fucked up so bad. We forgot the whole sequence of Leonard... Uh, of, of Wallowitz. I didn't forget. I was just waiting for you to bring it up, or I was going to bring it up at the end because that was the most horrifying thing of this whole episode. Oh, so you wanted this, to rise up to it because that, to but, me, that was where the episode went off the rails and never recovered. T- t- the t- fact that they are still hanging out with him t- means that these people are. T- take us on a Wallowitz journey. So way back when he is when Leonard is trying to figure out how he's going to bounce back from his completely, as Sheldon keeps pointing out, his completely imaginary relationship with Penny, of which she is obviously not aware. (laughs) He is fantasizing continuously about, he's like, I just don't know. It's hard for me to let go. So there are three jokes that come rapidly from Wall, Like they come right one after the other to the point where the relentlessness of it is its own kind of special nightmare you can't escape from. The first is he says, no, that's how love is supposed to work, or something like that. It's not some, it's not a race, it's a marathon. It goes on until, you you know, you finally come together, or something like that, or until she hits you with the taser. Uh, the, the pepper spray. The pepper spray. Yeah, that's that stuck out to me. Uh, he also describes himself as a self-educated legal expert in sexual harassment yeah that's not a good line (laughs) i do it was a different time but i don't think it was that different that that's okay i mean it's true i am looking back for those of you who are further in the future who i'm sure you know 20 years from now people will still be listening to these uh you might not know but we are currently undergoing a crisis where it turns out that basically every major like male figure in entertainment and politics has some sort of sexual abuse scandal just like waiting around in his closet and they're all exploding at once and it's a nightmare it's just a nightmare for everyone to live through together so that might have like made it slightly worse but i can't imagine that when they were in the writer's room together they were like hey you know what we really need we need to sell the idea right now that wallowitz is a creep top 10 wallowitz sexually harasses women all the time jokes let's go people let's try to get at least three in this scene, because they have the one about the pepper spray, they have the one about, I'm sort of a self-taught sexual harassment expert, and then, just to end it as rule, I swear to God, fucking rule of three, he's like, you gotta be careful about asking people out at work, and Leonard's like, well, I'm just gonna, you know, ask her if she wants to go on a date, I'm not gonna ask her to strip down naked in the middle of the lab and dance, and Wallowitz goes, oh, well then you're probably okay, as if Oh, well, that was what I assumed you meant, because that's the sort of way I talk to women at work. So, specifically with all the the sexist assault stuff, Louis C.K. finally came out and said, yes, I have been sexually harassing and assaulting these women. Wallowitz has absolutely cornered a woman and just masturbated and wouldn't let her get away. Absolutely! 100%. That is just like, there's zero doubt in my mind about that. I just can't imagine. I mean, 
As he said, not Wallowitz. Although, again, I could imagine Wallowitz saying this too. Louis C.K., in his, like, official apologies, said, You know, at the time, I thought everything would be okay because I was asking them if it was okay if I took out my penis and showed it to them. And as long as I asked first, it was probably going to work out. Yeah, regardless of answer or circumstances or horrified expression. Uh, So, yeah. So that is the Wallowitz. Like, the fact that they are all know this about him and yet you know are comfortable having him over to their apartment is just yeah yeah really problematic yeah either they are implicit in his crimes or they are a a saintly crew trying to take on and socially rehabilitate this sex monster but also uh we haven't got to the scene which i think it only establishes like one thing which is uh Wallowitz uh, suggests uh, a standby that he's had for picking up ladies, which is they go to it. It looks like a senior salsa dancing class or something like that. Yes. N- not, not really anything comes of it. Doesn't add to the episode. But Wallowitz does point at one of them and say, oh, yeah, she's she's a spicy one or whatever. I I can I, I, I know that for sure. And it's like, oh, so we know that Wallowitz is fucked one of these ladies, I guess. So it's not. All terrible. That's the least gross thing he's done. They try to say it's the most gross thing. Like, all the sex assault jokes come out, and it's like, waka, waka, waka. And it's like, oh, and by the way, I had consexual sex with an old woman. <laughs> real, real charmer, that fellow. Yeah, you like, you gotta like where this show's priority. This is one of the th- I told you that, that, this, that the problems were gonna start coming hard and fast. And uh, we have... Wallowitz is, is a serial sexual harasser, is yeah. a big one. And Leonard is stealing Penny's mail uh-huh. and, you know, holding it hostage so that she will continue to talk to him. Yep. And meanwhile, Raj, still not a real character yet. And Sheldon, um, the, the most ridiculous of all of them, who happens, it continues to be the, the only honest and true voice of co- reason and conscience. So, I don't know. I don't know if that was their intention all along, and that I am feeling uh, undeservedly... I I feel like I'm being too condescending, when maybe, if this was the intent the entire time on on their part, on the producer's part, that I'm just being manipulated without even realizing it. That the, the charms I'm feeling are the charms America has been feeling since 2005 or whatever that really everyone who loves the show just recognizes the intrinsic goodness and moral purity of sheldon cooper yeah because let me tell you this episode three nary a bazinga yet so that can't be the one thing they love about him yeah he really didn't do anything that weird in this episode did he no he he he, not at all He, he was just around to coach leonard in a way that was mean but not really neither unsupportive nor um particularly hurtful it's like hey that lady like you can't say that she's rejected you because you haven't done anything yeah by the way maybe you should date other people who aren't making out with random hunkos in the hallway who you might actually have common interests with and could start a relationship i mean he uses the metaphor i mean like i don't remember the exact line the exact line is maybe you could take dig the black box out of this crash to see exactly how you crashed into Mount Nerd so it never happens again. But really all he's saying there is learn from this experience because it's obviously he's basically the Buddha. He's like, 
This this construct you hold in your mind is causing you suffering, and you should learn and let it go. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Fuck. <sighs> Sheldon's too fucking real. I, I don't like it's. It's happening, Kyle. It's happening. I'm becoming enamored by him. <laughs> and so I think what we have to talk about now is what thing stood out the most, either as most horrifying or most most interesting, or a lesson that you learned from the episode. I mean, all right, yeah, like all like basically after the thing with Wallowitz, I was like, this is not going to end well for anybody. Yeah, yeah, the Wallowitz revelation. Uh, well, actually, no, good. no, I'm gonna. So I'm gonna go a step further. I'm going to say that it is clear to me from the way, like it, it's it's a show, so you know, writing whatever. It's not what they, but Leonard should not end up with Penny. So far, no, 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 no. Like no. that would be a horrible. Like if they had gone out on that date, and somehow she had charmed him over. And, yeah. like, later on, he had to go back and explain the story of how all of these events played out. It would be horrifying. It would be a nightmare story. Yeah, well, and so I guess to to jump in there, I think my big takeaway is that remove the, the laugh track, combine these three episodes, and you have the beginnings of, like, a real kind of tense, emotional thriller. Like, woman trying to get a new start, escaping her a scary boyfriend that was made out of muscles and wouldn't let her leave the house thinks she's, she's going to do fine moving in next to these, these affable uh, nerds who aren't up to causing any trouble. But then what's that? Everything in her apartment's been rearranged in the middle of the night. And then what? Her mother sent her a card three days ago and it still hasn't arrived. What, what's happening to her mail? The mail woman is very upset when she tried to ask her about it. That's strange. Why was she wrecked that way? And then, this man asked me to dinner and no one else was there with him. And I just don't understand why it was happening. It was, and then he went under the table and he hit his head and he said he was bleeding, but he wasn't. I just, none of, none of this is adding up. None of it's adding up. And I don't understand why this is happening. And in the mean, she's dealing with her own emotions. So she has to have her 36 hour fuck fest and that's not helping anything. This is, this is like lifetime level, awful man things happening to yeah. a woman that's just trying to get her life together. Yeah, at this point in a movie, you'd be like, oh, Penny, you need to move out of there. Yeah. Move out, girl. If this were a just and fair universe, episode four would be her, like, sneaking into their apartment at night and, like, poisoning Leonard or, like, I don't know. Well, that's that's a little far based on the evidence. For her own protection! <laughs> I don't know. Someone steals my mail. I poison them. <laughs> I miss one credit card application, and let me tell you, fucko, you're going six feet under. If they can find the pieces. All right. I don't really have anything to add to that. Yeah, I think that, if anything, there's a few things we should take away from it. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, three episodes in so far, and uh, it's be it's becoming a little bit of a nightmare. Loving that Sheldon. Can't get enough of that, Sheldon. I do not like where any of this is going. Well, we're going to keep going there. I suppose we should end this here for now. Uh, we, we need we need cute sign-offs is what we need. I got nothing for you, man. Is that your cute sign-off? Bazinga. Uh, uh, hashtag me too. <laughs> Matt, you have to fucking cut that. That would... <laughs> 
You can't put that in the episode. So it's, it's, well, it, we're in a, people we're, would be so mad at us. We're in the new level of a, just a cultural cycle. It's always been happening. We're just paying more attention now. Although, that joke, it's like, this is Penny's Me Too story. That's really what's going on here. I don't know enough about the show to know whether anyone ever ends up believing her. Or if she doesn't blame herself the entire time because cultural norms put her in a position where she's supposed to appreciate these unwanted advances. Ugh, it's a terrible, terrible dark time. And that's our show! (laughs) Alright. I don't know. Fuck fuck everything. That'll be our sign-off. Fuck everything.